The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. We know that you want to live an inspired and fulfilling life. Maybe there are a few things that you need to get you there. Welcome to What Matters with your host, Mary Beth Lodge. In today's world of distractions, we can get overwhelmed with day-to-day responsibilities that keep us busy, frustrated, and confused. With an emphasis on the power of the mind and drawing on the fields of personal health, education, neuroscience, business, and spirituality, we'll discuss practical strategies to help you stay focused on your priorities, choices, and results. Now, here is Mary Beth Lodge. Good morning. Thank you for joining me today on What Matters. How are you on this wonderful morning? How is your day so far, and what have you created in your world? I'm going to create a challenge for you. I have today a topic that is really going to ask you to think, and it's going to ask you to think about how you make an impact in this world by the way that you think. So I'm going to ask you today to follow along with me to make a change, to focus on some aspect of your life that you want to change so that as you change, you create ripples of positive change around you, that you impact people in a positive way, bringing light and wonder and laughter to the people that you meet. So pay attention. You've created this world that you live in. And how can you change the things that you want to change? Pay attention. How does it apply to you? Not your significant other, your best friend, your child, your parent, or your coworker. Just you. Yeah, you can tell them about the information. You can share information, and you can even try to write a script for somebody else. They won't follow it, but you can try. Because ultimately, you are the only person you can really change. And it's you you're responsible for. But you see, when you take responsibility for your inside world, for the choices you make, the thoughts you hold, the thoughts that you focus on, that's when you can make a difference. Not because you tell other people what to do. It's fun to share an insight or some something that you've suddenly become aware of. That's fun. Share it by all means. It's a good model for someone else. But don't tell them to do what you do. Let them discover it themselves. And yes, I know you're busy. You're probably very, very busy today, aren't you? I know. I am too. We're very busy. We lead very busy lives. We fill every moment with something to do. And sometimes that busy leads us in the wrong direction, doesn't it? The things we intended to do, the things that we say are important, (laughs) we put off till later. So are you taking for granted 
things in your life that really are important? Are you procrastinating the things that have the most effect or impact? Are you forgetting to simply be grateful for the people around you and to let them know? How do you spend your energy? Do you spend your energy on things that don't really matter? Do you think about it when you decide where to spend your energy? What are you going to do today? Do you think about how that will impact other people? Are you conscious in how you touch the lives of the people you meet? And do you consciously create sunshine wherever you are? So this morning, I'd like to make a little sunshine, wouldn't you? I don't know about your part of the world. It was sunny this morning when I first woke up, but the clouds are rolling in. So in order to have sunshine today, we're going to have to create our own. So what are the things you're grateful for? I know on this morning, I am very grateful for the cool breezes as I took my walk. And I was really able to enjoy the beautiful late spring flowers It's that time when all of our roses are finally in bloom and the gardens are so beautiful, so colorful and bright. We were blessed with a very, very successful antique sale over the weekend. And I just, I can't tell you how much I just enjoyed that sale. I was set up weaving chairs while while we sold other antiques in the booth. And people would come and talk. They'd come and ask questions or they'd ask about how it's done or those kinds of things. But the stories that I really, really enjoyed were the people who would come in and say, oh yes, my mother used to cane and they'd tell me about her. Or my father caned, but he didn't teach me and they'd tell me about him. Those stories are so precious. And I love to hear people's family stories. Sometimes they'd tell me about a chair, a chair that had been handed down, or a chair that they let go and now regretted because it was meaningful to them as a family piece. And it made me truly appreciate the history that sometimes an item of furniture or something that belonged to someone before us really means and you know it it caused a bit of reflection as we see the images coming out of Oklahoma and the other places that had Texas that had big tornadoes and people's homes are completely gone and it makes the things that do survive even more precious And, of course, our prayers and our hearts are with those people as they return into their homes and try to restore their lives again, and especially those that lost loved ones. But it's also that it brings us back to our own being, our own place, looking at what's precious to us, appreciating what we have, appreciating the history that we have and perhaps you have a family piece perhaps you have something that was your grandmother's or your grandfather's or even before that and perhaps that has more meaning because of the many many things the many family issues and crises and moves that that piece 
survived to be with you now. And that peace carries the energy of all of those people that had it, cared for it, loved it. It carries that energy to you. And for me, that's something to be grateful for. You know, I have other things that I'm grateful for after this weekend. I did complete a chair that for me was an exercise in procrastination. I completed a chair that has been waiting for more than a year to be finished. It felt so good. The chair smiled. And I appreciate how long it took and how when I finally went to complete it, it wasn't as difficult as I had imagined it to be. And I think that's the interesting part, is that oftentimes we make something bigger in our minds than it really is. This was a chair that was a struggle for me because I didn't have the experience. It gave me the experience. But it had its own particular challenges because of the fineness of the weave. And I had it almost done. And I realized when I sat down to finally do it, and trust me, even on the day that I did it, I I did everything except that and really put it off until almost the end of the day. And I realized that I had actually prepared the chair. It was fully ready. The only thing I had to do was the last step in the weave. And it was complete. And it really didn't take as long as I imagined it would. It didn't fight. And it went very, very, very smoothly. So I guess part of that lesson for me was that the preparation was all there. And the only thing that stopped me from completing that was my own imagination. The difficulty that I imagined this chair would present. And I think that's a place that I really want to start today. Is to talk about kind of the imagination of what we do to ourselves when we need to solve a problem. Uh, The information that I'll share with you today are called logical levels or logical levels of change, logical levels of problem solving. And they were originally conceived and published by Gregory Bateson and later modified by Robert Diltz. Um, Gregory Bateson, uh, very, very intellectual and very left-brained and therefore very, very logical. But he has an interesting way of describing things. And I think the the best way for me to, to begin is to share a metaphor that he uses to help us understand how it is that we confuse our perception into reality. And it, it's an interesting thing. And he says if, if we're communicating beings, we are often going to um, confuse the thing that um, is the map for the territory. So imagine that. You know, what if you were reading a road map to get somewhere, but you believed that the map was the place you were going? Now, we think that's ridiculous, right? Because we can tell the difference. But in our minds, we're not so good at that. And he does this wonderful metaphor about... Um, what he calls a logical typing error. He calls it that because we, again, we mistake the map for the territory. So he says it, it's as if you go to a restaurant and you sit down at the restaurant and you're handed a menu. Now, the menu isn't the food. 
the menu is a representation of the food. But we can use that as an understanding that that is like, the menu is like how we map out in our mind our reality. It's not the reality, but it's the map of the reality. So if we take this metaphor a step further, if we were to go to the restaurant and we accept the menu, but we mistake the menu as the food, we might start chewing on the menu. Again, we consider that ridiculous, but that is what we do in our minds. We perceive the map as if it is reality. And again, to take it a step further, sometimes when we look at the menu, we recognize that it is a representation of the food, and we order the food. But when the food comes, it doesn't look like what we saw on the menu, or it doesn't match what we imagined it to be. And then we're disappointed. We don't even like the food. It doesn't taste like what we imagined it to be. It doesn't look like it. Um, you know, it, it wasn't something that, again, it doesn't fit what we perceived to be reality. And that's what we do in our minds. And I, I use that metaphor directly from Gregory Bateson because I can't do any better than that in describing what we do in distorting our logical level of perception. We distort the perception into the truth. We say this is reality. And in doing that, we do a very interesting thing because we often get stuck in a problem because we stop at a particular logical level and can't move from that perception as if it were real. Okay, so I hope you're with me so far. Just stick with it. It's going to make a lot of sense. So let me just ask these questions. Okay, do you ever find yourself and you're in a problem or you have a change that you want to make, but you're stuck between the wanting to make the change and the actual act of making that change? You know what you should do, but you're baffled because you don't do it. So many people do this around their own health, right? Or they do it around, I don't know, anything. I'm, you know, I, I can list probably half a dozen places where I do it in my life. Okay, but let me just stick with one that's easy. We'll talk about physical health. Maybe we'll talk about exercise. Or maybe we'll talk about losing weight. One of those. Pick one. Pick something that applies in your world. And just think about it. You know, don't you? You know what you should do. Or maybe you even know what works for you. You know that exercising on a regular basis makes you feel better. You've had that experience. You've done it before. You know that certain foods make you feel horrible. And yet, you still eat them. Hmm. What's wrong with that picture? And your logical mind might even point out the flaw. You know, you might have these internal conversations with yourself about, well, I know better. What am I doing? Why don't I change this? What, what is, what's up with this? Well, you know, there's a reason that that happens. You're stuck. You're stuck at one of the logical levels and we have to move you out of that and into the next one up. 
So let me just give you the list of what the logical levels are. And then we'll go through an exercise to move you through that. And I have to... I have to say that the whole reason this topic came up was because due to the magic of technology, I could actually be at home weaving a chair at the same time that I was attending a conference that was, oh, many states away. I'm in Ohio. The conference was in Florida. And because of the magic of technology, I could watch through my computer a virtual conference. I could get live streaming of the conference, and it was fabulous. And one of the presentations was done by Michael Watson, who is um, a personal development coach in the Orlando area. And he did this wonderful presentation about the logical levels, and it reminded me of how effective this tool is, this strategy is, for making changes and moving out of stuckness. So, again, let me just give you the list of the logical levels, and then we'll back up and start again. The first logical level is environment, and that's the description of where does this behavior take place or where where are you? What context does this problem have in your life? Then the next level is behavior. What are the actions? What do you do? What do you currently do? What do you need to do? And then capability. What are your skills? What resources do you have? How do you apply that? The next one is beliefs and values. Those are the internal things. What do you believe about this? What's important to you? And then identity. How do you define this problem within yourself? And this is often where people get stuck. We'll go back around and we'll talk about that. But, you know, when I hear someone defining a problem in terms of an I am statement, I know we've got a tough mountain here to climb. Because it's harder to move someone out of a sense of identity than it is to move someone out of a behavior. And finally which this is the modification that Robert Diltz gave us, is the spiritual level. You see, Gregory Bateson was so logical that he really didn't consider the spiritual level, and it was Robert Diltz who said, oh, no, 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 we are more than us. We are beyond ourselves, and added in that next level of spiritual. So coming back around to the first logical level what I'd like you to do is to either if you're able to write you should write down what the problem is that you want to work on just write a statement about it or if you're listening because you're driving or running or doing something else that's okay but I want you to have a very very clear statement in your mind or on paper as to what the problem is or what the change is that you want to make. Now, this is where I really had to laugh because I was, um, my hands were on a chair and I had the live streaming going in the background and I heard a female voice say, I want to finish the five books that I have started. And I thought to myself, oh my gosh, who would have five books going at the same time? And I looked up 
and I saw who it was, and it, that is absolutely true. It was Shelley Stockwell Nichols. She is just an awesome hypnotherapist and um, psychotherapist, and she is very prolific in her writing, and she absolutely does have five books going at the same time, and she can do that. So I want you to consider now when we go on break here, what is the problem? that you want to address and when we come back we'll start working through the strategy to get you unstuck you're listening to the voice america variety channel stay tuned Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning, and thank you for joining me this morning. The topic today is called the logical levels. We're talking about a process to help you get unstuck when you have a change you want to make or a problem that you want to solve and you seem to know what to do and yet you don't do it. Your logic says, I should do. Or your logic says, gosh, this doesn't fit. I'm not congruent. And yet you don't do it. So the, the logical levels, as I've described them, are simply like stair steps. They're built one on top of the other, and each one kind of helps us move forward. But we have to go all the way up and back down the set of stairs in order to get unstuck. So let's begin that process. So let's talk first about environment. Whatever the problem is, that you want to solve or whatever the changes that you want to make think of the environment where it takes place so it's you know where are you what's around you and what is it that's around you that either supports or hampers the goal so 
you know, I can think of many, many different examples, and I'm just going to throw some of those out there for you. Perhaps there one will attract your attention. But in the in the avenue of or the the place that we create health, when we have those basics of of healthy nutrition and healthy activity, generally our bodies are in balance. And yet so many of us find that we're not in balance, that we have an environment that doesn't support what it is that we want or what it is that we know we should do. So, you know, exercise is one of those things where we know we should exercise and yet the environment that we've created perhaps doesn't have a lot of space or time doesn't have the right equipment, doesn't have the all the trappings that we think we have to have in order to exercise. Or perhaps in terms of healthy nutrition, there's other people in the house. They bring in snacks. The snacks are right there. They eat the snacks in front of us. All of those things might be a part of the environment that this problem or this area takes place. But perhaps it's something that is broader. You know, I'm talking about personal areas, life areas. I'm talking about the area of health. But perhaps you're thinking of a problem that takes place in your professional environment, your work environment, your social environment, your relationships. Wherever it is, be aware of the environment. What is it that's there in the environment that hampers the goal? I want you to know that. And what is it that's in the environment that supports the goal. That's much more important to recognize. So once you have that in your mind, let's move to the behavior. First of all, what are the current behaviors? What are you doing? What are you doing that hampers that movement forward towards your goal? What are the things you don't do? What are the behaviors you want to do? Do you see, when you begin to recognize the desired behaviors, this is really where the change occurs. See, we have to get you back to behavior, but with a new motivation. But first you have to recognize the behaviors that you do and the behaviors that you want to do. So let's take it to exercise. I'll even use my own exercise plan. So the behavior for me that I want to do is I want physical activity every day. And for me, for my body, the way that my body is structured, it has to be cardiovascular work. I don't get anywhere doing the nice quiet things. You know, stretching, nope, that's not right for my body. It's a good thing for my body. It adds in but it doesn't keep my body at its peak, at its best energy. So you have to recognize what works for you. What's the right behavior? What's the behavior that is what you want to do? Now, the specifics of that behavior. How often does that behavior have to occur for you to achieve your goal? How does it have to fit in to your life so that you'll do it? See, now I want you to think in terms of the positives. What is the behavior? What do you want to do? What is it? the specifics of how it will work? What are the specific actions you will take to achieve this goal? 
See, if you're trying to solve a problem or you're trying to make a change, this is where in behavior you have to get very, very specific about what are the actions to take. Now, perhaps you want to, if you're writing, you want to list those, write those down. If you're walking, running, driving, I don't want you writing at the same time, but do make a list in your mind. What are the specific behaviors that you want? Now, moving up to capability. Now, capability is kind of the resources, the what's possible for you. What are you capable of? What skills do you already have? See, I have a great skill. I have this skill of consistency and discipline once I get started. But when I'm not started on something, I have that great skill of consistency for inertia. And so I think that's very important to recognize for myself that I'm very disciplined. I can incorporate almost anything into my day if I choose to and if I make a commitment to it, and I will follow through. However, that same skill, that same asset becomes a liability if I'm not doing the thing that I say I want to do because my consistency is in the inertia, in the not doing. So think about for you, What are the capabilities, the things inside of you that contribute to your success? You've done it before. You've been successful in some area of your life before. I know you have. You wouldn't be who you are today without having learned lessons, without having been successful, without having achieved some goal somewhere in your life. So what I'm asking you to do is as you explore capability, go back and look at what are those resources that you've applied in the past that accomplished a success because we need to bring them to today. And what are the internal resources that perhaps you've developed since then that now could apply to the goal that you want to achieve? You know more today than you knew yesterday. You have more information, more learning, more knowledge, and more experience than you had yesterday. So even now, today, you have more resources than you've had before. As you listen today, you are developing more information, more resources than you had 30 minutes ago. So... As you are thinking about capabilities and your internal resources, what do you bring to the process? And what are you capable of achieving? Going back to this problem you want to solve or this change that you want to make, are you capable of it? I have no doubt. Of course you are. So if you're capable, what do you bring that creates that capacity, that ability to achieve this goal. That's right. List that out. Now, here's where we go to the next logical level, beliefs and values. This change that you want to make, how important is it to you? This change that you want to make, how does it fit into what you believe? Okay, so going back to that thing about exercise, 
for myself? Let me use my own example. I have taught for years that you cannot give away what you don't have. And by that I mean that anything that I do, I can teach. Anything that I've worked through, I don't have to have the specific circumstances that another person has, but I have to have the internal ability to work through an issue. I have to have faced fear, frustration, anger, all of those things. I have to have faced those, worked through them. I have to have achieved success before I can teach success. And in terms of my own physical health, I believe that as a role model, I need to be the healthiest that I can be so that I can coach other people in being the healthiest that they can be. And yes, I'm human. I have to have those same struggles, those same difficulties. I have to figure out how to move forward. But my belief and what I value is that I I am responsible for being the best role model that I can be as I coach other people to health. And so my responsibility and my belief is that I have to take care of my own physical body and I have to use whatever works for me. And if that means that exercising almost every day and exercising consistently and cardiovascularly is what works for me, then that's what I believe, what I value, what's important to me, because that is the gift that I can then give to someone else. You see, so my beliefs, my values play a very, very important part in these logical levels. Now, moving to identity. How do you define who you are? See, how do you see yourself in the context of this situation? This is where I would ask you to create kind of an image or a metaphor of what it is that is meaningful in terms of your identity. So I'll go back to um, that that wonderful example that I said earlier about the woman who wanted to write five books or finish five books. You know, she sees herself, and I loved this metaphor. She did a kind of a cartoon image. She sees herself as as a young girl with bangs and dark hair and um, who's just from an ordinary place and is an ordinary person, but, you know, has a reason, has a kind of a purpose that she's going to change the world. And so her sense of identity is around that feeling of, I can change the world. And Shelley's been changing the world for a long time, so um, she is absolutely right. And each of us has a way that we define who we are, that we define what's important to us. And this problem, this change you want to make, somehow fits into your identity. So, you know, metaphors that sometimes people use for themselves, you know, they might see themselves as, as some type of an animal. I had a, a client who described herself as a, as a bunny. Um, and currently, here's the, here's the identity that she relates to, is a domestic rabbit that was turned out in the wild and has no skills or knowledge of how to survive. 
Now, the unfortunate part is that while that metaphor is so exquisite and truly does describe um, how she feels, it is also that it is very, very entrenched in her identity. And if we were to work from that place, we would have a very hard time helping her make the change that she wants to make. But we can use that metaphor to get a very good sense of how she defines herself, who she sees herself as, and how she kind of puts it together in her mind. Now, you might see yourself in a metaphor as a slender and flexible willow tree that, you know, flows in the wind and is so graceful. Or you might see yourself as a graceful dancer who, you know, lifts up, almost flies through the air. You might see yourself in many, many ways. Whatever metaphor works for you, bring that image up. And now, with that image, I want you to go beyond yourself. This is the logical level called spiritual. And in this spiritual level, you take this change that you want to make, and you go beyond, transcend yourself, and view, imagine, think about how the change affects others and the greater good. How does this one thing that you want to change affect or change the lives of the people around you. See, this is how you will make this change. So go beyond yourself. How do you affect your family, your friends, the people you love, the people you meet, the people that you don't even know? How do you affect the world, the greater good, by making this one change within yourself? See, I ask you this every week, but this week, I'm asking you specifically on this one change that you want to make. How do you impact the world? How will it make a difference? And how do you see yourself as now a change for the world because of the change that you make within yourself? And you might think that changing your weight doesn't have any impact on the world, and that is so not true. Because you model health. You model responsibility. You model success. And all of those things do indeed contribute to the greater good. They contribute to a much stronger world. And you did that. So we're about to go on break. And while we are on break, what I'm going to ask you to do is to really think about that spiritual level. How do you transcend yourself? How does this change affect the greater good? When we come back, we're going to walk back down through those levels to make this change complete. You're listening to the Voice America Variety Channel. Stay tuned. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Are you ready to make a change in your life? Would you like to discover the hidden obstacles to your success? Mary Beth Lodge is a certified life coach with a proven track record of guiding others to success. 
Drawing on mind-body techniques and concepts of neuroscience, Mary Beth will design a program specific to your goals, lifestyle, and personality. You'll develop a specific action plan to follow. You'll learn practical and easy strategies to move through your obstacles and reach your goals. You decide the area to focus on. Is it your weight, your health, or your professional goals? Mary Beth Lodge is a life coach, hypnotist, and health consultant. She specializes in working with people who are confused, frustrated, or discouraged by the direction of their life. She works with people who really want to make a difference in this world and are willing to take the actions to achieve their goals. She'll help you get clear on where you want to be and to follow through on the actions that lead to a healthier and more successful life. Visit LastingLifestyleChange.com to request more information or a free consultation. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to What Matters with Mary Beth Lodge. To be a part of our discussion on today's program, please call 1-866-472-5788. That's toll-free, 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to marybethlodge at gmail.com. Now, back to What Matters. Good morning. Thank you for joining me this morning. We've been talking about logical levels, uh, something that you can use, a strategy you can use to get yourself unstuck or to make a change that you want to make. And we've walked all the way up the staircase, so to speak, in these logical levels. And we've taken you right to the place of the spiritual level, transcending beyond yourself and noticing that this change that you want to make affects other people, noticing how it affects other people. Now, with that knowing, there's a an empowerment, a confidence, um, a difference within you. When you see yourself and this change you want to make as being something that is a gift given to you that you are to share with the world, that it's a gift given to you so that you can affect the greater good of all beings. Now you have a different attitude. You have a different perspective. And now, as we step back down those logical levels, bring with you that empowerment. Bring with you that confidence. Bring with you that knowing that this is more than just a little weight loss thing for you. This is more than whether you exercise. This is about how you affect many, many people's lives. Here's what I know. When I exercise, I feel stronger. When I feel stronger, I am sharper mentally. When I'm sharper mentally, I'm more effective in the sessions that I do individually. I'm more effective in the material that I write for this program and for other programs that I do. I'm more effective in transmitting a message of change. So I have that knowing that I am more than just me. As you step down, go to your identity. Now that you know, how does that change how you see yourself? 
How does the metaphor that you use to describe yourself transform? You know, that butterfly might be much brighter, more beautiful, or have a broader range that she travels. That slender, flexible willow tree, that dancer, might transcend the earth and dance in the sky or in the stars. I don't know how you will change that metaphor, but as you change that metaphor and you carry that value into your beliefs and values, now what has changed? How does your belief How does this change that you want to make become so much more, so much more important, so much more congruent with who you are, so much more exquisitely woven into every aspect of your life? And now, what are the resources that you truly have? How can you apply them? What are the capabilities that you have? Do you see, if you come from that level of spirituality, if you come from that sense that you are more than who you are, that you transcend beyond yourself, then when you come down to your resources and your capabilities, suddenly there is nothing that can stand in your way. This is where you can say to yourself, if I knew that I could not fail, what would I do? That's right. Because you cannot fail. You are capable of creating this change. I don't want any what ifs here or yes buts here. You cannot fail. You may try different avenues and different roads, but you are destined to succeed. Because you have found your spiritual purpose. You have found that connection that empowers you to greatness. And so now you have within you the access to the thing that makes you successful. You have the access to the ability to figure it out, to work through it, to figure out how to get it done, and to know that you absolutely will do it. Because you have gone outside of yourself. And it can be something so small in your mind and yet so impactful in the world. One little change in you just continues to ripple out beyond you. And now you know that you are within your own capability. You can do this. And finally... Move back into the behavior. That's right. The behaviors that you said you wanted to do, the behaviors that you know to do, now that you have this empowerment, now that you are confident, now that you know that you can and will succeed, what are the actions you take? And here's the most important part. Here's where the change is created. Remember I asked you at the beginning to list the actions the actions you wanted to take. Now I'm asking you to step into those actions. Imagine yourself doing the thing that you want to do. Imagine yourself on this day actually taking that action. Whether it's 
finding the money to do something or whether it's walking out your door and taking a 30-minute walk. I don't care. Whatever it is, put yourself in that place right now. Imagine yourself achieving that action, actually doing the action. Now imagine yourself in your future, today, tomorrow, the next day, doing the action, actually achieving the goal. Because the goal is about the behavior. You see, we think the goal is the outcome. We think the goal is the result. But the goal is really about the consistency of doing the thing you say you want to do. The goal happens automatically when that occurs. You just simply follow through on the things that you want to do. You apply your consistency, your discipline. And those specific behaviors are where you focus. Do you see, change occurs at the level of behavior. But if you were stuck in one of the other levels, then the change didn't occur. But now here you are, back in behavior. The actions that you take will create the change. The actions that you take are the success that you are designed for. And finally, step down one more step into the environment. What is it in the environment now that you can do differently, that you can create differently to support the completion? This was a very interesting thing. It was such a simple thing. As I listened to this presentation, and again, the woman that was had five books going, she's going to finish them, and she has um, she has a very specific and short time frame. Um, you know, someone at that moment, just as she was stepping into this one, someone in the back of the room cued them that it was almost time. And she had this beautiful, it was like you could see the light bulb go on over her head. She said, oh, that's it. I get lost. And the, the thing that hampered her was she gets on a rabbit hole and goes off and does more research rather than actually doing the writing. And she said, you know, I can just set a timer and I can allow a certain amount of time for research and then come back to the writing. And it was just this very simple, quick, but she was open to it because she had shifted her perspective into that spiritual, I can achieve this. Do you see something as simple as that? You can make, you can set a timer and for this amount of time, you're going to do this behavior or for this amount of time, you're going to limit the behavior that hampers you or you can simply do something as simple as for these many days I'm going to save this money so that I can achieve whatever it is or you can again you can set a timer for exercise you can change the organization of how the snacks are stored in your house you can shift your environment to support the behaviors that you say you want to achieve. Do you see, you have come all the way back around to the beginning. You now have a strategy, a strategy for, for change. And it's just like a simple walking up a set of stairs and back down. And yet, here's what you've done. You have connected yourself with your purpose. You've connected yourself with that part of you that is beyond you. Your spirit level, however you call that, whatever that means to you, but you've connected yourself 
to the power that is beyond you and brought it back to your own behavior, your own actions, your own environment. So now, the change you want to make is an easy one. The change that you want to make becomes who you are, falls into place easily, naturally. That's right. And you, you've done this. You've figured out these very logical levels. Now, in your world, you touch the lives of the people you meet every day in many ways. And again, many times we're not conscious. We don't know. Simple things. Being in your power, being in your confidence, sending that energy out. As you radiate that energy, people feel that. They feel better because they're around you. They want to be near you just because you radiate that incredible energy. And that, too, is an impact for the world. Do you understand? That alters the higher good. That contributes to the greatest good for everyone. So we might be very, very far away from the areas in this country that are in distress or in this world that are in distress. And yet we can make a difference even from where we are. Because as we radiate that energy out, as we keep our discipline focused on our attitude, on our thoughts, as we recognize that the way that we map the world is the menu, not the food. As we notice that, we know that we have the ability to create change around us because of the change that we create within us. So this is your day. This is your world. This is the world that you create. Oftentimes, I end this show very quickly saying, take this out into the world. I want to spend a little more time on that. Two minutes. Just two minutes. Take this out into the world. What can you do today that changes the world? What can you do today that makes a difference? How can you take what you just learned this morning? How can you apply it to yourself? How can you radiate it out How can you share it? Not in a way that says you need to do this, but in a way that says this was cool. It worked. It really helped me. I wonder if you would listen to it. Do you see you made it an invitation, not a demand? That's important. So how can you invite the people you love to come with you on this journey? Even if you do it subtly, never with your words and only with your actions. Again, what are the actions today that you take that are meaningful, significant, and contribute to the greater good of this world? That's what this program is all about. The things that matter. The things that are important. And that's what you are all about. What would you do if you could not fail? How would you change the things you say to yourself in your head 
because you know you can and will be successful. That's right. There's your calling for today. You can and will be successful. How do you create a beautiful world today? All right. Go out there. Make it a great day because you deserve it. Thanks again for joining us for What Matters. Be sure to tune in again next Wednesday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll help you continue to make a difference next week. Thank you.